This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound. I'm your host, Ian Turner, and my guest today is Marsha. But before we get to the show, I'd really appreciate if you enjoy what you hear today to subscribe. Just head to gardenofsound.nz and hit one of the links on the front page. Okay, Marsha. Or at least today, it's bassist Evan and guitarist Felix. They met in Wellington and are now at the University of Canterbury, mixing studies with post-punk practicalities and musical talent that's won them a slew of Battle of the Bands comps and top 10 placings on student radio stations all over the country. Now with the Go Live Festival coming up, they've got a chance to show their stuff off to a wider audience and start making Marsha a household name. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Marsha on Plains FM 96.9. Evan, can you tell me the first time you remember hearing music or realising there was such a thing as music? Yeah. Goes pretty far back. I sort of, you know, it's always been a little bit in me, but um, I can remember sort of like my first memory of being um, in New Zealand as sitting around like in the living room. We had a record player, not a particularly like old fancy one or anything, but it was it was a, a new modern and sort of crappy plastic record player. But um, we had a Madness vinyl, and I'd always put that on like five year old me, um, listen to One Step Beyond and uh, Rolly Poly around on the floor. Uh, your family's from, well, and you are from Norway originally. Mm, yeah. What brought you across to New Zealand? Well, some of my family is from New Zealand. Uh-huh. So I got Norwegian family, New Zealand family. We sort of have coalesced in New Zealand just because it's a nice place, I think. Mm. Yeah, I, I suppose everyone sort of, you, every like married couple ends up going back to live with one of their families. So yeah. in, in this case, it happened to be that we uh, moved back to see our New Zealand family instead of the Norwegian stuff. Fantastic. Okay, so a bit of madness and roly-polies around mm. on the floor. Uh, Felix, what about you? It was my first sort of experience with music was definitely my dad mucking around with his guitar or saxophone. There's all these stories of me as a kid um, trying to stop that, sort of throwing marbles down the saxophone while he's playing it and things like that. You didn't like the sound? Um, or did he play badly? I, I th- think it was me trying to be a pain in the ass okay. as a three-year-old does yeah so i was quite good at that sort of role yeah um but it did expose me to music uh-huh. from a very very young age and just seeing him play and he enjoyed it so much it was cool to see then i started just mucking around with the guitar and eventually could play one or two chords and yeah eventually got lessons and tried to progress from there but it was my first sort of experience with music was definitely just listening to my dad what was he playing um so my dad was in the army for a number of years before i was born mm-hmm. so he has a collection of sort of old new zealand songs that he likes to play sort of 10 guitars yep. um or just mucking around and saying that he knows songs evan um you're the bass player and mm. Marsha. Yeah. Um, was it always bass or were there other instruments along the way? I'm a guitarist originally. Mm-hmm. And I, I sort of always sort of flirt with the idea of going back to guitar. And I do actually have just started another band where I do play guitar. Yeah. Um, What's that called? A helicopter. Okay. Brand new, um, but our singers just had her tonsils removed. So 
Okay. We're on standby. We didn't sign up on this. I know, that's <laughs> fair enough. Okay. But yeah, so I'm always sort of flitting back and forth between guitar and bass. And Why or how did the bass come about? Was it just an opportunity or was it necessity? It was necessity. So I was um, always, like when I was uh, sort of at the end of primary school, maybe year eight or something, I was starting to get into guitar mm. and I wanted to be in the school band. But there are a lot of guitarists and I was definitely not, you know, in the top three or something. Okay. So, so but what the school didn't have was a bassist. Okay. Um, why, why is that? Why, why is the bass not sexy enough? I mean, it's, it's crucial. It's, it is. You know, it's an important part. Mm. What, do you, um, uh, what do you like about Evan's bass playing, Felix? Well, Evan is probably the best guitarist in Marsha. Okay. So it's a little bit ironic that he's been, I don't want to say relegated to bass, because that's not the, the thing. It's elevated. Elevated. Which is interesting, elevated. considering it's, a, it's a bass is, instrument. Yeah, but being able to have those skills on guitar are so transferable to the bass. He comes up with some awesome bass lines, which are so important for a good song mm-hmm. um, or a, a successful song, is to have all the parts come together quite well, and it's quite easy to... Um, just do root notes or something on a bass. So having these creative and exciting yep. um, riffs and bass lines yeah. do add a lot to um, music. Recently, I've been going down a road of bass players who can also play keys. Any keys? Funny you should say that. I just <laughs> recently bought a synthesizer. Okay. Um, I have no experience, no skills with keyboards, mm. but um, I do like the sounds that they make, so... That's good. Yeah, That's it's the excellent. beginning of hopefully a very fruitful journey. And yeah. one can only look to people like John Paul Jones, um, who's just a brilliant muso, full stop, big Led Zepp fan here, mm. um, for that. What about you, Felix? Um, uh, you learned a couple of chords. Yep. You're following your dad's footsteps. Were there any reed instruments or wind instruments? Uh, I never could quite grasp that. There was also a keyboard, though, that I did muck around on. Fantastic. And I think Marsha did one gig back in 2018 where I played keys for one song or something like that. Yeah. But that was quickly retired. Yeah. And why was that? It was, uh, it was for a university club. Yep. It was our first gig, actually our first gig after we won the battle of the bands at UC. Okay. And that is a university of Canterbury competition on its own, only open to UC bands. Okay. Yep. 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 So we won that in 2018 when we were first year students. Okay. Um, and then one of the other clubs on campus offered us a gig, mm-hmm. opening up um, for one of their events. Yeah, there was a, a drum and bass person musician that followed us. Yeah, so instantly it was a bit of a strange dynamic. First gigs are always a big learning experience. Yeah, and we definitely found out that um, on the day. Was it bad? It was terrible. Okay, it's the worst it's... gig I've ever played. Okay, we've, we've played multiple gigs before then in yeah. high school as yeah. well. That would chaos. What um, what was the defining factor? Why was it so terrible? A lack of practice as a whole. Yeah, not mm. having been in front of an audience before uh, with this these members. Mm-hmm. It was a mixture of like we were bad and the audience was bad. Okay, and the venue was bad. <laughs> How were the tools? Because you can't blame your tools. Did did the tools instruments? perform all right on the night i I do remember some very loud buzzing noises um emanating from some power supplies or something like that yeah oh man and broken strings all right so i would normally ask this in the second section but um learning experiences specifically from that gig how have things 
improved or what have you done differently? Oh, um, so much, so much since. Um, having numerous contingencies yep. for all sort of situations yeah. is absolutely vital, yep. When yep. You're, especially playing live. Does that include what you're playing? Because I'm presuming you're playing mainly original mm-hmm. music. Are there mm-hmm. any covers in there? We always enjoy playing covers. Yeah. Like we just all sort of get together, play a song we all like. So we always put a couple in there um, and we try and change those up. Yeah, and play them in a Marsha style as opposed to just yeah. sounding like on the record. I've digressed a little too much and it is time for some music uh, at the very least. Um, at this point I ask about influences. So throw out some band names. Uh, what was formative? What sort of led you down the Marsha path Ooh. as it were? Um, mm, the dark path the dark know. path perhaps <laughs> yeah. here we go first so, album um, <laughs> there are lots of sort of the Smiths yep. the Clash the yep. Cure yep. Um, influences and it definitely changed over time sort mm-hmm. of. W- one thing that I really listen to now um, when I think about the band is LCD sound system okay um, which is you know quite a big jump from where we were mm. but, um, but it's sort of just something to look forward to like something that is a little bit out of reach still because i feel like we've sort of got a handle on what we are doing at the moment and so we can sort of try and change it up now and take a next step that sounds super cool um uh, there's a band from auckland uh mm-hmm. called yukon era and you've chosen a track of theirs called tongue mm-hmm. um tell us why do you dig this that was one of the first covers we ever learned as a band uh. Uh, so that was one of the ones we played in that Battle of the Bands mm-hmm. back in 2018. Yeah. Um, they were also the first band, I believe, we opened for yeah. uh, at Darkroom, but again, back in 2018. Yeah. So that was such a great opportunity to see that song being played in the flesh. Yeah. And um, we drew a lot of, um, a lot from that. I presume you didn't play that song. Uh, that mm. night. We thought about it. We thought about we it. We thought that would also be slightly inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Eh. It would have been hilarious and there's some slight regrets about yeah. not doing it. Yeah. Um, maybe one day yeah. in the future um, mm-hmm. we'll expose them to our, our version of their song. If there's ever a reunion of Yukon Era, we'll play for them and play Oh, well, they song. split up. I'm very, Oh, well, that's very disappointing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, for your edification and enjoyment, this is Tongue by Yukon Era.
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Marsha on Plains FM 96.9. All right, time to talk about gigs and stuff. Not yours, obviously, but ones that you attended, Evan. Maybe that would have to be 2012, and that was the uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers okay. in Auckland. I, I wasn't really much of it. I was still almost getting into music at that point, but um, I happened to be there for a trampoline competition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing. It's a very... it's a it's a full-on competitive, active sport. It is. Thank you very yep. much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was there for that. Yeah. You know, and and then just so happened that at the same time, Red Hot Chili Peppers were in New Zealand playing in Auckland at Spark Arena. So, okay. Um, so my mum took me along to that. Um, so that wasn't part of the plan. It was like the tramp comp, and well, see, I was there for the tramp comp. I think my mum was there for the. <laughs> <laughs> Timing, I know. I was yeah. there for uh, for the chili peppers. Okay, okay. But um, two things I really remember about that is uh, is Flea yep. doing a handstand for about a minute to like that was their opening song basically. Yeah. There was no music obviously, yep. but he just did a handstand um, for a minute. Yeah. And and so just showing how kick ass he exactly. Is I think I I think I um flew back home and started playing bass after that. Really? Would you say that's the 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 instigator flea instigates a lot of bass playing around the world i think yep. yeah yeah um and the, the other the other um the other moment i very clearly remember is um sitting through about 8 minutes of sir psycho sexy 
sitting in the stands next to my mum. Okay, and feeling generally uncomfortable about what yeah. Anthony was singing about? Yeah, well, yeah, or maybe blissfully oblivious as as a 12-year-old listening to that sort of stuff. There is, there's some brilliant lines in that song, I must say. Um, Felix, what about you? What about What's your first major? My first, the first concert I ever attended was a Dave Dobbin acoustic concert in a church in Wellington. Oh, awesome. Which was a cool, very mellow... Um, sort of feel, but he played all of his songs, and it was really cool to see them again in the flesh. Yeah. Uh, the first big concert that I went to was up in Auckland. It was Carlos Santana. Ah, wow. Okay. And there was a lot of inspiration drawn from that. Who's just such an amazing musician. Yes. Everyone that he brings as well. Yeah. Uh, everything that he brings is just yeah. ridiculous and so catchy and yep. There's just a lot to take in. And as a and he's a legend, oh, bona fide, absolutely. So yep. to see him in the flesh to. Uh, be there with my mum and my grandmother. Slightly yeah. strange, uh, but awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's super cool. Um, I presume he played as that classic Ea Komova or whatever. Yeah. More cowbell, yeah. I think, exactly. is, the, is the thing. Now, you guys are originally from Wellington um, and you came down to Christchurch to study and you've been here ever since, I guess. Um, how much do you get back to, to Willie Bob's to, to look around? You've still got mates up there and family and all that kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. I mean, I think we go up and visit our family. Uh, it seems to be less and less now. Yeah. Uh, How does the music scene differ? Because uh, you must ooh. check out gigs up there. I'd almost say night and day. Yeah? This is very, very different. Um, Who's night? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, this is the dark path again. Yeah, it, absolutely. Um, so I think Wellington, there's a, there's a lot going on in Wellington with the alternative music scene. Okay. Um, so bands there... Like um, Mermaidens, mm-hmm. uh, some of our who else are our favourite Wellington bands. There's such a range in Wellington. It's mm. definitely a very alternative place, and it's had such like a, a scene for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think what we sort of missed that when we came down to Christchurch. Yeah, I would also say that Christchurch is building its way towards that very quickly, especially in the last couple of years. It's um, sort of skyrocketing. Yeah. To the point where we've had friends come down from Auckland and say, like, wow, the music scene here is great. Mm. I mean, from Wellington, sorry, but yeah. Yeah. Well, different, at least. Just different, yeah. Because I guess we've been broken for such a long time that now it's sort of starting mm. to, to, to come right. What kind of venues have you guys played uh, in Christchurch? One of our favorite venues is Darkroom. Okay, yep. Uh, which we love. We also, um, we've played at Space Academy 12 Bar, which is the little... The little group of um, of bars at the top end of Sinassa Street. Uh, we've played for the UCSA, the University of Canterbury Students Association. Yeah. Uh, so we've done um, a couple of tea parties, which is the end of year festival. Yep. And the odd uh, event during the year. What's your favourite? What's the favourite gig or the bestest gig bestest that you guys gig. have where it's all come together and it's been amazing and you've just gone, yeah. Oh, like a Marsha gig? Or yeah, Marsha, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like the ones which are messy and sort of hot and yep. sweaty. And yep. We played a holiday special at Darkroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was only 20 minutes. Yeah. It was on, it's a small venue. Yes. And they crammed two stages in there. It was a charity event, and the charity events at Darkroom are always uh, a very, very intense and yep. exciting experience. Yep. Um, that was the night uh, a certain bassist set and amp on fire. Okay. We broke some strings, um, yeah, yeah, but there were lots of people, and it was loud, fast, and 
so much fun. Okay, tell me about the uh, the amp on fire. Yeah, see, well, I didn't. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I wasn't even the. I didn't know what was going on because I was just you know playing, uh, very studiously looking at my playing as yeah. a good bassist should. Uh, yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, someone in the crowd pointed as like smoke. Yeah, and so I turn around and the whole cabinet is oh like. Oh my god! <sighs> okay. I don't know what happened. Leading up to that, how did you deal with the situation? I think we tested each piece of the equipment, excluding the cabinet, which was okay. smoking. Yeah. Because, of course, we'd just make it overly complicated. But yeah. in the end, I think um, we just plugged my bass straight into their like, PA okay. sound system. Yeah, so and yeah, Just straight you, out the speakers. And you so. may do it, and it was like that for the rest of the night, or were there two stages? Oh. So, one so two back left. lines. Oh, yeah. really? Okay. So it was the grand finale after that. Yeah. It was about one o'clock in the morning at that okay. stage. All right, and everyone's pretty loose by that point, mm-hmm. so it's just exciting. It was exactly. exciting. Wow. I couldn't hear myself at all oh, after great. that. Um, but um, You talk about the the messy side of things. I'll just hear first, Evan, what's been your, your bestest, most fave Marshall um, gig? Just a couple of weekends ago, we played with Bad Hagrid from a Wellington band came down, um, and they opened up the night with an acoustic set because they just had a couple Real. of their members uh, that couldn't cool. come. So yeah. they started off like that, and then um, and then we came on and sort of to suit the mood, played a bit of more laid back set. Yeah, and I thought that was really nice. Like it was sort of a little bit impromptu, and then came together really nicely. And it just the venue and the crowd. Um, Sort of everything sort of suited the mood very well. So yeah, I was surprised, but that's I think my favourite gig. Yeah, when I hear about sweaty, heavy, full on, and then I hear about laid back, and then uh, LCD sound system kind of vibes and that kind of thing, um, who is making the decisions in the band about the direction and how do you keep it on track? Because obviously you all get on well and you sound fantastic. How do you keep this sort of train train moving? Um, I think we say two very opposite things, but realistically, they're both quite similar. Okay. Uh, although quite close together. Yeah. Uh, it does help that we all do have similar musical styles and similar passions and similar yep. ideas of where we want. Yeah. Uh, we want to have fun at the end of the day. Yeah. So that makes it a lot easier. There's not a lot of headbutting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we all put it in our own flavor. Yeah. Um, and it would be boring if you're all the same, wouldn't it? Bands always end up being a bit of a compromise for everyone. Mm. Um, so it's just like we have, we all have a lot of overlapping music taste as well as these diverging tastes that are individual to mm-hmm. us. So, um, so we just sort of take the the middle section of that Venn diagram of all our musical tastes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Nice. That's Sorry for cool. the engineering. <laughs> no, no, it's <laughs> view, it, 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 it's all good. And you guys, um, you are Ovs uh, brain boxes. Um, we've got two engineers, and what do the other guys do? A chemistry student and a computer, computer. science student. There you go. There you go. It's almost like a Radiohead Mark II. <laughs> Time for some um, music. This is an all-time favorite track, um, and you've chosen something from Hey Rocco. Mm-hmm. Um, why why Hey Rocco? So this was a song that Evan and I discovered separately yep. um, through Discover Weekly on Spotify. Ah. And then I think, so I did a lot of driving um, back in the day when we were both in Wellington. Yeah. Only one with a license. Only one with a license. So that meant I had the opportunity to put people through a lot of my music, yep. which was taken differently by different people fair enough luckily um that one came on yeah. this song came on yeah and evan knew it yeah 
Um, and from then we listened to it quite frequently. Uh, we've jammed it out a few times between ourselves. There's a bit of a Strokes vibe I picked up mm-hmm. when yeah. I heard it. It's yep. a bit more up, bouncy. Especially when we um, found the song, like we were just starting our first band together back yeah. in high school. And yeah. um, I think it just sort of like cemented that, like we want to do music together, this sort of yeah. feeling. Oh, um, that's cool. Yeah. So it's, it's a good one. It's nice. Yeah, I guess it would have been one of the first sort of overlapping. Yep. Um, I, oh, I like the song. You like mm. the song? No we're, way. Getting, we're getting a lot of this Venn diagram kind of shizzle going on. And this track is called Elsewhere, yeah? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Elsewhere by Hey Rocco. Stepping on my toes I think it's clear everybody knows I don't believe in anything they say I don't believe in anything they do I just don't buy Just one hour I'll have you back before Your family's heads get sour And if we don't like the kids Then we can go any elsewhere I just wanna make both those cheeks red Cause that would make my cheeks red too Everybody knows I don't believe in anything they say I don't believe in anything they do Yeah. 
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Marsha on Plains FM 96.9. Very quickly, Marsha. So the name Marsha yes. comes from the Blam 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 song. Uh-huh. Don't fight it, Marsha, it's bigger than the both of us. Ah. Choosing band names is one of the most difficult things you could ever do. Yeah. Uh, so it was either that or a random band generator, band yeah. name generator website sort of thing. Yeah. So we found uh, Sam. Yep. Um, took a lot of inspiration from that song. Yeah. So being able to pick a name from somewhere we've drawn inspiration makes it a lot more significant to us. We're going to be listening to your track last night, which I love. Um, I love because I like where I feel it's come from and then you add your own spin on it. So who's responsible? Who's on the um, the song writing duties? This one yeah. Uh, yeah. was written by Sam and Evan. Yeah, so it was probably a couple of years ago. It was like maybe New Year's we wrote this song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was at Sam's house in Wellington and we were playing around with recording like demos because we've yeah. just gotten some of the equipment that we needed for that so an yep. interface some yep. mics um we had a few disparate bits of songs yep. that we knew we liked but yeah. um we were sort of struggling to come like bring stuff together yeah um but we were just messing around and testing out the equipment that's sort of how we came up with this first the first sort of parts and sections of the song yep and one of the things we were working with was like Fruity Loops to yep. do little drum samples uh-huh. so that we can, you know, use that as the backbone yep. of our, of our um, demos. Yeah. And that sort of like gave us this really robotic drum sound that sort of inspired a lot of the way this uh, song formed. Yeah. But then we sort of got halfway through the song. We we're like, okay, it needs to go somewhere. This yep. is, um, it needs to evolve somehow. Yep. And we also, at the same time, had this other piece of music that we sort of liked the sound of. We thought it might fit, but they were in different key. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we came up with this sort of like almost jarring out of the blue way to switch between um, between the keys. And yeah. that's how we sort of came up with that second section okay. of, the, of the song. And it's definitely a couple of movements. Yeah. Sort of slows it down a little bit, makes it makes it a bit moodier, and then it builds it back up again. Where was the song recorded? In the middle of Island Fields. Okay. Um, one of the university clubs, Tunesock, uh, which is like the music club yep. at the university, have a practice space on top of the football changing rooms. Okay. So that was there. We've got a space with drums and amps and whatnot so mm. we're able to use that spot mm-hmm. uh we went in on a sunday up uh, multiple sunday afternoons yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. over a few months yep and we sort of managed to get bit by bit recorded um with our friend ben sinclair mm-hmm. who reached out to us after we put out a few demos and live recordings yeah. um he said he was really interested in recording uh, some of our stuff so yep. uh massive help from him yeah. so thanks we owe him so much for that what did he bring to the process such a fresh perspective yeah uh, and so much knowledge mm-hmm. he as a producer i think this was one of the first things he produced so it was a learning experience for yep. all of us involved yeah but it's the best way to do it to sort of together is to we spend a lot of time experimenting and i think we spent probably 20 minutes um just turning my tuner pedal on and off through a reverb, a reverb and delay yeah. um, setting and getting some really cool, weird noises through that. So just experimenting with him um, yeah. 
and yeah, learning a lot about the whole producing process. Okay. Um, I think it's time that we heard the track, um, and it's a bloody good one. This is Last Night from Marsha.
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Marsha on Plains FM 96.9. Do you have a manager? Self-managed. Self-managed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Felix. I presume you're not the only one driving anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I drove here today. Okay. <laughs> Old habits die hard. Do you find it um, difficult as your popularity rises to handle the requests? Every single request we get is gold. Yep. We love um, getting requests and getting hit up. Yeah. There's nothing as a band that's um, trying to sort of break through and establish ourselves. Mm. Getting requests is just means that um, we've reached another group of people. We're doing something right. So it's absolutely awesome every single time we get an email or a yep. message yep. asking us to jump out of someone mm-hmm. or just play. Yeah. How did the uh, your playing at Go Live Festival, which is happening in July 24th at the Christchurch Town Hall Complex, um, how did that gig come about for you guys? Um, so one of the Christchurch City Council um, event staff yep. reached out to us. Yep. Mark Royal, he works quite closely with the UCSA. Yes. We've had him um, do a number of Bell of Bands yep. as well uh, yep. as a judge. Mm-hmm. We've done a bit with him. Yep. Uh, so he knows you. I, he knows you're solid. Somewhat. Yeah, enough yeah. to book us. So Yeah. yeah. Uh, and we're playing on the RDU stage, right? So yes. Okay. Think, um, it's a nice tie-in there. Yeah. We've definitely had a bit of experience with RDU yep. playing at Beatbox in town. Yep. Um where they, you know, have their studio as well. Do the live to airs and that yeah, kind of and thing. Done. So we have a good relationship with them as well. And just the amount of people that we've met over the last few years, yep. um, I think that really helps. Yeah. And you're obviously solid individuals because if you're a bit flaky, then, you know, you get left by the wayside, which I guess the question is, what's the plan? What do you want to do? Is it mm. the study that leads to jobs? Or if you do get the opportunity, you... You go out and you, you tour the country and then the world. Uh, I don't want to speak on behalf of everyone else. Sweet. But Just for yourself. think that if the opportunity arose where we could mm, do as much music as possible, yep. there wouldn't be any second guessing. It yep. would be jumping into that because that is where the passion definitely yeah. lies. Yeah. Mm. Uh, would you say it's the same for you? Yeah, I do. I do love music. I would jump at the chance yep. to go on tour. and um, But at the same time, I do actually love engineering. Yeah. You know? Yeah terrible but um it is like another passion so there's a very clear set of steps to get to be an engineer Um, whereas with music it's really hard and you like it's it's really hard to to put in the time and effort and and you're sort of always hoping that you know people will appreciate that Um, has it ever felt difficult or a struggle doing the band and music, again, that's yeah. a leading question, mm. but mm. I'm just wondering. Oh, music's tough. It's time-consuming. It's expensive. Yeah. Nothing about it's easy. Yeah. And I think that's the beauty of it is that you put in time and effort and you get rewarded by playing on stage and having the crowd receive your music well and um, sort of the high that that brings. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say it's a big challenge to manage time yeah, especially as students. Yeah, so we're quite fortunate to have a space where we can practice music very close to campus. Yeah, um, very fortunate to have us all living in a similar area, so yep. it's not too much of a big deal yep. to get into practice. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so a few things align quite well there, especially students. We've got similar timetables. Yeah, but it is a very time-consuming process, especially now we've got exams coming up. So trying to find time to practice now is as difficult as ever, mm-hmm. especially with 
like you mentioned, the Go Live Festival coming yeah. up and a few other bits and pieces. Yeah. The amount of time I feel like I would need in every day in order to give everything I have to give to music and to my yeah. studies as um mm. as more than twenty four hours yeah. uh, to say the least. So we're gonna go and pay some bills, uh, and then come back where Marsha will play mini quiz. There's only one way to settle this. There is another way. Visit miniquiz.com and see how your general knowledge stacks up against friends, family and Darren down the road. It's free and a great way to get you ready for the big leagues. Visit miniquiz.com now. That's M-I-N-I-Q-W-I-Z.com and show everyone who the quizit in your neighbourhood really is. Miniquiz.com. Start small and do them all. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Marsha on Plains FM 96.9. It's time to play mini quiz, which is exciting. I'm going to give you 10 questions. You're going to have 60 seconds to answer these questions. It's all about music. Just say pass if you don't know. And I always emphasize, say pass quickly. You've got mm-hmm. 10 questions. Most of the time you won't get through all of the questions. So you never know what sort of lies at the bottom of the, mm, okay. Um, okay. Of the piece of paper. Marsha, your time starts Brothers Richard and Tim Butler established which band in 1977? Pink Floyd? I don't know. Which musician had a hit in 1993 entitled Run Baby Run? (laughs) Pass. In which country was the band Snow Patrol formed? Canada. What's the name of the American comedian who released Arsehole in 1993? Um, where are you? <laughs> Which band released its debut album in 1993? They're all 93. Called Pablo Honey. Radiohead. Who left the following message in their suicide note? It's better to burn out than to fade away. Kirk Cobain. Which Scottish band had a top ten single entitled "Take Me Out"? The Proclaimers. What is the stage name of Bob Marley's eldest son? Ziggy. Fantastic, and your time is up. You've done okay, uh, which is good. Oh, you was... haven't done terribly, no. and I've just realised that there were quite a few answers from 1993. Um, yeah, so when you guys weren't no alive. No. What are you guys up to apart from Go Live Festival, July 24th at Christchurch Town Hall? Tickets available via Ticketek. What are you doing uh, apart from that? What's coming up? What are the What are the plans? Are you going to get an EP out? Going to get an album out? Got a few things uh, in the works. We've got another single that's. Getting very close to its release. Exciting. What's that called? So that one's called Hollow. Hollow. It's a song we wrote in our first year. Yep. I remember um, coming up with working on the lick um, in Evan's room at University Hall. Yep. We've got a few shows that we are about to announce in July. Fantastic. In Christchurch and in Dunedin. So oh, that's going to cool. be very exciting. Do you go down well in Dunedin? We're going to find out. Oh, really? You haven't played there before? We've had some good um, airtime through... Radio 1, yep. we were lucky enough to feature on their top 10 for three or four weeks. Cool. So mm-hmm. there's a bit of traction there and there's some really cool bands that come out of Dunedin. Yeah. So we're excited to go down and see them get some cool bands to open yep. for us. And yeah, yep. we've been looking for an excuse to go down for some time. Absolutely, so. it's a good time. And the um, students will love you or you were used to that, I'm sure. we got time for one more track today, cool. um, which is super cool. And it's another one of yours uh, by the name of Breville. You want to just tell me the story behind Breville? 
Uh, first, I think it'll be important to note that there is no um, endorsement. Okay. From uh, the popular homeware brand Breville. Okay. There may have been a toaster in the room when it was. Okay. Uh, Possibly. Was this a we're looking for a name for a song? Well, I gotta say we Gold we air. do a lot of that, Daikin. but we've got a few of those songs. Yeah. Which, but I think this song it's actually not that but it's also sam's song and yeah. he's very mysterious about the real origins of the of the track title so yeah i think it's important to know that hollow that i mentioned before was yeah. originally light and tasty okay because okay. there was a muesli box in the room fantastic mm. okay. um but no like you said this one was different it was written by sam when he yeah. was a 15 year old i believe cool okay that's um, interesting so it was a long time ago yeah and um we've been able to adapt it as Marsha. Yeah. Guys, it's been absolutely amazing to meet you and have you on Garden of Sound today. Um, really looking forward to seeing you play at Go Live on the 24th of July. Thank you so much cool. for having us. Yeah, thanks.
Okay, it's time for my track of the week. Touring the country currently is the very cool Rose Lebransky. She'll be in Dunedin on the 25th, 26th and 30th of June. She'll be in Nelson on July 2nd. And this is her track, Head Over Heels. Thanks for joining me today on the show. Thanks also to Evan and Felix from Marsha for being my guests today. 
head to gardenofsound.nz and click on the band's image on the front page and from there you can get tickets to see Marsha play the Go Live Festival on July 24th. I'm Ian Turner. I look forward to bringing you Garden of Sound same time next week. In the meantime, keep well, keep listening and keep playing. Inohorah.